We're literally debating that it's bad that people get to say what they think. Can you imagine? I'm reading Psalm 144 and it says, He trains my hands for war. We are on the brink of total destruction of America as we know it. Let your rebel flag fly. Welcome into the program, everybody. This is Alabama Unfiltered Radio, powered by 1819 News. I am Scott Beeson, and today is a Monday here in the heart of God's country, the 8th day of May in the year of our Lord, 2023. I hope you had a great weekend, and I hope your morning has gone well as well. Amy Beth Shaver is here. Allison Sinclair. Sky is. Big Dave is. Everybody is ready to rock and roll. So let me ask you all the question of the weekend. Apparently, I was the only one who missed it, but anyone who turned on the television... Which I did not do over the weekend, hardly. My uh, daughter was home for a brief, let's see, from Thursday night till yesterday. We had to take her over to Atlanta. So what is that? Two days, really. Two days. And then she might be back by Christmas. And that's just the way it is in the big city. But, um, but the thing that I missed was this coronation of the new king of England. Yes. So who watched it? My wife clips. got up at 5 a.m. My wife watched it. 5 a.m. to watch yep. it. Yes. Absolutely. Yep. I, knew, I, I knew when I came that of our group, our little family here at Alabama Unfiltered Radio, Abs would at least, now she's going to downplay it, but you <laughs> knew Abs was going to watch some. And she's smiling. Can't deny it. Almost I a pageant smile. Give me a pageant wave. I'm not. <laughs> Parade, I wanted to see the wave. dresses. You just wanted to see the dresses. I did. Were they nice? Yeah. yeah. They were nice? Well, I mean, you they couldn't really see them. They were probably worth a dollars. They probably were, but mm-hmm. they were covered up with all kinds of, like, capes and things. All the old-timey kind <laughs> of yeah. stuff. Yeah, Superman capes. Yeah, basically with, like, there. diamonds and things. Yeah, yeah, they they didn't wear their good jewelry, thankfully. No, they <laughs> saved that for another day, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> <laughs> didn't wear their good stuff. Didn't watch any. You no, notice I Big mean, Dave's being quiet because I've got a bad feeling he saw some coronation. Good feeling. It's a good feeling. He looks bored. He says he didn't. You're he nope. was spring cleaning. Sorry. He yeah. pulled out equipment in his home. He was spring cleaning. Clean, cleaned it okay. all out. I I was working at the kitchen table and I just thought, well, I should probably turn this on. Mm-hmm. What about you? Allison? I just happened to catch it on mm, like Instagram just or social. A little, yeah. oh, okay. I did. I like. I'm. I hate it that I'm a little bit enamored with it, but then at the end of the day, I'm kind of over well, it. There's a little bit of, you know. There's. All right, look. This is not sexist, but it's going to be sexist. Um, there's a little princesses. In there, isn't yeah. I mean, that's what that is, isn't it? There's, well, a, there's, there's some glamour. There's, there's, there's carriages. There's Cinderella almost. There's, guys. there's castles. There's not that they're not dashing princes. I mean, Charles is. Oh uh, my gosh, he's a my wokester. favorite part of the story. I'm sorry, I'm breaking uh-huh. up the princess. Mm-hmm. Have y'all noticed his fingers? I've never known. He has sausage fingers. He <laughs> what? No, that's what he calls them. They call if you look at g- Google. All right, Prince I'm googling Prince Charles's fingers. Okay, he. I don't know what his Are deal is. Fat fingers. Y'all, it's scary looking. Really? And all of a well, sudden, I mean, look, they, there was a lot of inbreeding Oh my gosh, going he on, has so. sausage fingers. <laughs> what do y'all? I think he has Google. some. Do I have to? Some guys, health condition. Is it like sausage link fingers? No, it looks like big hot dogs. 
giant hot dog fingers. It looks like Vienna sausage fingers. But overgrown Vienna sausage fingers. Images, images. Anyway, that's what I got. Or like uh, ballpark hot dog fingers. But I think he has like a... He's got some kind of... Health condition. There's a health condition. Like they're covered with... Like a lot of fluid. Is that what you're saying? Well, they're, they're it's something, but he's dealt with it for years. And, like, I would think if you're the king of England, you can get some help to shrink well, those things. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's a, that's edema. Maybe he that's needs swelling. to jog a little more with his hands up. You know what, though, I'd like to say? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Get the blood pumping. Get the gravity. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That would help. So I have a serious question, though. Okay. Because you know I will. Because I'm a dork. Them, you can buy them packaged in some places, see? You can buy Prince Charles' fingers? Well, I'm sure they word. Charles Sausage. Oh, so disturbing. Charles Sausage. Which <laughs> reminds me of the pepperoni wrapped, mozzarella mouth. wrapped in pepperoni fingers <laughs> that you buy at the... Anyway. So all right, some of that but cooking you Here's the deal. Okay. Here's my real question. But why are we apologizing for being interested in something that, like, weddings represent Christ in the church? Why would we... She has been working on this. No, this, I'm not. Why would coming. we what a great, be I, embarrassed I, by something that, if you're a believer, you're like, wow, this doesn't even touch what's coming for us. Isn't that why we're instinctively drawn to it? Because it's about something that's, like, in our heart that we know is coming? That is an excellent try. And if I was in Sunday school, I would be, oh, yes, you're right. Absolutely. I'm sorry. My bad. But not today. Not on this program. I'm asking for No. I'll tell you what Prince Charles did. And you know he's very World Economic Forum. He is. He's hilarious, by the way. Hilarious? Yeah, I've heard him talk. But he's a total globalist. I'm totally with him. So is it like he's funny? He's funny. He's entertaining and funny? Yeah, I'll tell you why I know that. Well, what Not. he did in the ceremony, you know, you were the defender of the faith. You were defender of the Church of England. Yes, that's that one of the things they role, say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what he did during the ceremony was he changed it, defender of the faith and God. To what? Well, he said that, and then he went to, and all the other faiths as well. Uh, no yeah, he did. way. Really? So Blasphemy. Yep, I'm really? tapping out on that one. I did not know that. Even though the vows he took were to the faith and the Protestant church and to God. So it's like he tried to have it both ways, and you can't do that. But he was interviewed on um, American Idol, and I watched it. I know. He did a a, uh, concert, or Katy Perry and whatever. It's Chris Shaver's show. Uh, We watch it, and he was on there. And you guys, he's funny. Lionel Richie. Yeah, he loves Lionel Richie. Does he? Yeah. And Katy Perry, and they did a concert, and so he and his, I'm not going to say it, but he came in, and I'm like, that dude has a personality, unlike his mother. This is very wild. Huh. I was taken aback. I didn't see sausage fingers at that point. Well, you'll see him forever now. Uh, Thank you. You'll never unsee it. So he'll use his personality to help continue to lead England into... Global despair. Global... (laughs) Yes, the total global destruction. woke ways. I can't believe that is because that's what I was going to bring up. There was an article over at um, PJ Media, which starts off about the Grim Reaper being at the. Have y'all seen that? No. no. So during the coronation, apparently one of the cameras is is back here behind everything, and there's the big doorway in the back, and everyone's seated in the yeah, and and then this guy who they don't know who it is. <gasps> Walks, what? just walks across the back. Can you see that, Big Dave? 
Is that photoshopped? Have you seen this? Holy Scott, cow. I'm going to show you. I know this is radio and I can't show y'all, but... Uh, Dude, what? That's on PJ Media. Whoa. What is that? The Grim Grim Reaper walks by. Oh, man. And he's got the big staff. He's got the black cape, the whole nine yards. And and according to the story, they're like, we don't don't know who this is. And then some people are saying, no, it was a deep fake. And then somebody else said it was a prankster. And then was it an omen? Was it part of the ceremony? And um, it was Queen Elizabeth. (laughs) Hey. Oh, Oh, people said it was, uh, what's her name, Diana. Ooh. Um, and then, but but here's the interesting part from this article, and who wrote this? Robert Spencer wrote this. He said, but we live in a remarkably superficial age in which a man can put on a dress and a wig and not only proclaim that he's a woman, but demand that everyone else pretend that he is a woman. The self-appointed, but nonetheless extremely powerful because they control the primary means of communication, guardians of the acceptable opinion join in that demand and can destroy an individual's professional and even personal life for dissenting. The fact that no amount of surgery and hormones can make a man into a woman or a woman into a man is immaterial. The superficial appearance, however unconvincing, is all. It's all that matters. And and what he's saying is... Yes, this was the Grim Reaper walking by was absurd, very Monty Python like. <laughs> but this is a multiple hundred year old practice, and yeah, we we think it's all hokey, fake, too much put on, spending you know taxpayers' money on a big party. But the point or the question kind of is. That's the way it has been done. That that was tradition. That is that is something. That is what the culture said was appropriate. And somehow we think that our modern culture we're way above that. We're way beyond that. That's all too hokey, too too high churchy. And his point is, you know, look, things change, but why do we think that is so bad? When there's a very good chance the way that we look at the world, i.e., a man can be a woman, a woman can be a man, and you must bow down to this, um, we're probably the hokey, pathetic, and this whole adherence to culture, this is the way we did it, this is the way it's always been done, we'll have this tradition, maybe that really is the better way. I would agree with that. I think that's part of what we're seeing in America is just the loss of traditions. And it's a slippery slope where all of a sudden values that you've held seem out of date and out of vogue. But really, maybe they're the thing that's holding your culture, your family, your community together. Right. That is the one thing that I do like. I like the tradition of it. And and I didn't quite get it until we went to Europe. And we spent a lot of time in Rome and traveling around in, like, the deep, even if it's not all pretty. Mm-hmm. And there are things that are not nice about history. It's there. There's a tradition. There's, there's a reason in how it shapes us. It's why I hate that I didn't take history in college and pay more attention. Because mm-hmm. it does matter. But at the same time, you have to be careful not to fall into, like, King Charles is not going to save you kind of thing. Right, right, right. Um, but I don't know. I, I think I wish we had more of that. I wish. Well, it's, it's almost as if 
Yeah, and look, I know on Mondays I kind of bring some of these things in because I've had time to drive somewhere or cut the grass or whatever, and you can think when you do that. Um, when we give up our traditions, uh, whatever they are, whether they're Southern traditions, American traditions, European traditions with, with the crown or whatever, when we begin to give those up and we belittle them, that's one of those things that that you kind of rely on. And if that doesn't matter, like the lamprey pie, which, by the way, is now the lampreys are endangered and therefore he, the lamprey pie was really pork, which now they're worried about whether it upset the Muslim people in Britain or whatever. But when you don't, when you decide that those things don't matter, I'm not going to do that because that's just, that's old. Well, what else is old? Being nice to people? Helping a little old lady across the street? Saying yes, ma'am and no, ma'am? Uh, being thankful for your blessings? Uh, not, not doing things you shouldn't? Not saying bad things about people? You know what I'm saying? So if the traditions don't matter... It's no wonder that we can't convince young people or children that doing the quote-unquote right thing is the right thing to do because we're just a, we're erasing all the traditions that were the right things, and those were big. Those were part of our culture, part of who we are, and when those go away, how do we convince a little kid or a teenager or a young person, no, no, this is important. You must do this. Why? Well, because because you can't say that's the way we've always done it. You can't say that's the way because it's better. Right. Because you erased all those other things and you said they didn't matter, which I believe is part of the left's strategy. Yes. As they erase our history, as they erase our statues, you know, they, they had to get rid of the Confederates. And you know, what's funny is there's an article out today. George Washington is very much, very much in the crosshairs. You better believe it. And so part of me wants to laugh, Sky, because I said, hey, Told when you. they get through destroying Robert E. Lee, who was one of the best individuals the country's ever created, and all my Yankee conservative friends are like, yeah. I'm like, they're on the way for uh, the George and Tom. Yep. Mm. And it didn't it. take long, but yeah, George is definitely in the crosshairs now. We got to take a break. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We'll be back. Welcome back to the program. Y'all are missing the show between the shows. I'm telling you, we have been so brainwashed in this country. It's it's almost unfathomable how brainwashed we are, Sky. Even even those of us who think we're conservative, think we're students of history. We still have these things that have been told to us that just aren't true, and we have fallen for some of the. And maybe I may say this word wrong, but is it modernity? That's modern it. entity. Yes, yes. Modern entity is modernity. Um, we we still have these things that we just we struggle with. So so I was given this this little book over the weekend. It's a, it's a short book. And it's talking about the differences in democracies and republics. And it is making the argument that the United States is a republic, which I firmly believe. I know that the whole effort to start making us all say it's a democracy started in the, um, the early 1900s. It was a progressive movement. It was a strategy. They went in and started taking it. You know, they were changing the... Um, 
the military handbooks. They have a handbook kind of telling you what America's about and a foundation. They started changing the words from republic to democracy mm-hmm. even at that time. So now when you ask almost any American, what are we, they will say a democracy. Yes. And you say, well, do you know the Pledge of Allegiance? Those over about 40 do know it. And then they're like, and to the republic for when you're like, whoa, stop. And to the what? <laughs> and it's never crossed their mind because they read it off the little cardboard you know, cigar box thing that we had when we were little was inside the front cover. And so we just don't get it. But, but what this book said, Sky, was that republics are based on law. Democracies are mob rule. That's right. 10,000 people can believe one thing, and if 10,001 vote the other way, well, guess what? The law has changed, <laughs> and that's democracies, and we're a democracy. Yeah. But I always struggle with, well, the law, the law, even if you're a republic, they can change the law. I don't, I don't get it. They'll change the law, and maybe they'll make something that's right. Don't be wrong. And this book argues that, no, in the United States, the founding fathers firmly believed that our republic was based on God's law and that you didn't have the right to, to pass a law of any sort that was against God's law. And that is the foundation. That is the security in the republic. And it, Protection and like, for the individual. Protection yes. for the minority, which you think the left would embrace. But right. Only when it and, and the fact that it is based on God's law that everyone could have a copy of or whatever, the, the rock solid, you know, thou shalt not kills. Because in a democracy, if you decide that murdering somebody over a certain age because they're useless now to you, democracies can say absolutely you can do that. Ben Franklin's quote, uh, democracy is two wolves and a sheep deciding what to have for dinner. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So when you start saying, well, yeah, but there ought to be, there's certain right, things that are right and things that are wrong that you, that we just ought not be able to debate. That You can't just get the mob all worked up in their feelings and, and they're like, oh, we must change it, we must change it. you, you got to have a defense against that. And for the founding generation, their defense was, if it's against God's law, that is off the table. You can't change that. We don't have a say over that. That's done by God. It is immutable. And so then you fast forward to where we are, and when I say we're brainwashed, we will say things like, well, what if we, uh, could we teach the Bible in school? Well, I don't know. If we do, we must, we must, we must mention all the other faiths. We must, we must, we must, we must teach them too. You think George Washington would say that? I'm not betting on it. King Charles would. Then you get King Charles with the history. The he's the defender, defender yeah. of the faith. And now he's the defender of the faith of the world. and some other faiths. Yes. So when I say we're brainwashed, we are really quick to say, well, yeah, if we're going to have that, we, we need to teach it as history. My guess is Alexander Hamilton, Noah Webster, George Washington. If you said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna have the Bible in the local school here, and we're gonna make sure they know that it's just history," I think they would be like, "What are you talking about? Are you kidding me? You're gonna say that God's law is just history?" But we're all kind of taught and 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 brainwashed, literally, to be more liberal than our founding 
ever was. Can you imagine this? I'm, I'm passionate. What, what, what do you uh, Allison's just looking at me like I've Scott, lost my I'm mind. I'm watching Amy Beth watch you, and she's so amused. This is, this so is, the I'm question is, did they not use it to teach history? Oh no no I'm I'm not I'm not saying that so I'm saying I think to, that to you're compartmentalize right. it yeah. so that so we can maybe get by the the liberal federal judge yeah. oh no we're not saying it's God's law we're just saying it's a hey. book that was a really good literature book and and please let us do it Mr. Judgey right. that's kind of what we've done right <laughs> well it is what we've done right. but I do think the good question that you've asked is we're asking kids in school today to be good we're giving character awards and we're saying. Uh, this kid had so-and-so character trait. They are the truth winner for the week, or they're this or they're that. Right. Where did that come from? And I think those are questions that we have to ask because you're right. We, they don't know anymore. They're being good for good sake with just creates little narcissist without the foundation of God's law. And you're right. I'm guilty of saying today, if we teach the Bible in school, teach mm -hmm. it as history. Mm -hmm. Yes, to get past the judge. Right. But, but that we know as believers, this is the truth. Right. And all truth is God's yeah. truth. And I think that's my frustration is that in the United States, we have gotten to the point, and many of us agree with it because we think it's the educated position where we're literally begging to do the very things our founding fathers absolutely did on every every day. Right. We're begging to have the belief system and the traditions that they had. And it's just strange. So at the same time that I have to beg to have, you know, God's word or, or have the Ten Commandments posted in the schools or, or have a nativity scene at my city hall or to actually have Christmas break. I'm begging for that while they're literally telling me, you must say this 260-pound hairy dude who's, what, what are we doing to the bulge? We're normalizing. I'm supposed to say he is a woman. Can you imagine you get right what now, I'm saying? That, Scott, it's, if, it's, sir, if, you know, all the trans movement we talk about all the time and the, yes. the teachers secretly going against the parents and encouraging this. Right. What if teachers were secretly baptizing children? Oh, dude, the federal government. They would struggle. They would have to flip a coin whether or not to terrorize grandmothers that were at January the 6th or go, arise, go terrorize grandmother teacher. I, I think it could be the teachers would school. be the first priority. They would Ooh. have to be, yes. We'd have to have a cleansing. <laughs> Just so. I don't even remember the name of our show. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We'll be back. <laughs> Welcome back into the program, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio with Scott Beeson, powered by 1819 News. Everybody is here. The whole gang is here. Amy Beth. Al, what you got, Al? Got that look on your face. I just that have morning look. That that Monday devil's advocate look. Okay, here we go. Tell me who we're quoting. So shout out to Brian Dawson who okay. posted this yesterday, which is timely. Okay. All right, y'all remember the Dewey Decimal System? Yes. All right. This yes. is a quote by John Dewey, who is basically the father of the modern public school. Who's a socialist? Who's a socialist? This is his quote. Yeah, I didn't. I thought the Dewey Decimal System was a pain in the buttocks too, but still, that's fine. I'm not saying there was a better well, version. You had to I, file. Yes, all according to. Oh my are gosh! You, are yeah. you doing it according to the Dewey Decimal System? That's yeah. supposed to be in the point three hundreds. I'm like, I think he did Allison, that. Allison, stop! Travis. That was you, though. <laughs> Wasn't it? Yes. Somebody has got this. This is the 400s and they're 
Scarface and that was Allison. Serious, Scott. Oh, sorry. Tell me what Dewey said. All right. So this is John Dewey's quote about public school. If the public schools can keep the children occupied throughout the day with sports after school and homework in the evening, the parents will have less than an hour a day with their children, and the families and Christian churches' influence over them could be broken in about a generation. So to me... <laughs> oh, now I know why he's a hero and I've heard his name. Goodness gracious. I mean, I'm not so sure the public school. I mean, back in the day, the schooling was through the community. It was through the church. It was families that got together that had shared values. Enter the public school system. Now they have your child. It was never about bringing the gospel to the kids. Well, a number of people did think that the public schools, that there were a, a public education, making sure everyone could read and and read the Bible first. Actually, that was one of the the main you know textbooks that you would use. Was a great way an educated populace would defend the Constitution and would defend liberties and would defend morality. But that and, was done and, through the church, yeah, not through the, the government. And then the left immediately saw early, hey, you know that could be used the other way too, mm-hmm. right? And and that's kind of what happened. It's another one of those. Hey, look, this is a really good idea, and then a bunch of conservatives probably said that'll be awesome because they weren't really aware of that yeah, quote. the cheese wagon sure. will come pick up my kids. I don't even right. have to take them to school. And they'll learn to read and write and they'll be good citizens and it'll be great. But they that's what's just didn't going know on what they were doing. 1797. I mean, that's when Horace Mann took off to Prussia, checked it out, brought it back. It started up in... 1797? It's been going on a long time. It really was parents hiring tutors and saying, we'd like to gather together. And then Horace Mann started it. But even then, there was an allowance made for the Bible because that was still to, understood to be our foundation. Now, as a homeschooling mom, I get it because this is even true. That quote's true of the Christian school and the private school as well. That's not different. Mm-hmm. But I think what what's different is that then, yes, those things may be true, and we see them. That's absolutely, I agree. Gone all day long, and we're shocked at what happened. Right. Um, but... What do we do now? Um, when did it change from being that the Bible was understood to be part of that education? They were taught the Bible in school. They were taught it as history or as English or as both. We used that in my Christian school growing up to learn um, how to write poetry, the history of the world. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know. However, mm-hmm. when did it change? I don't know when it changed to become a godless center of what it is today i don't know um you know i know that school choice started really in the 1950s 1953 or 56 so i don't know but that's true however we're still back at this point no matter what the schooling is that kids are asking you're telling me to be good and we're saying well just be good or we're going to give character awards why we're still left with a nonsensical foundation for any of our education, and that really is bothers me. But it really goes back to what we look to the government, and again, it's kind of like mm-hmm. the brainwashing. It's such a seeping, creeping indoctrination, really, where you don't even stop to analyze and critically think about what you're saying. 
But back in the day, if you had a widow or an orphan or someone in need, your community, your church stepped up. Now we just right. look to the government. Well, you knew who they were, right. too. That's part and of the thing. Now we don't know who was, our neighbors are. was right. friends. And if you needed flour, you literally, like, because you might die, you might not have food. You know, you work together. Same thing with education. I mean, Sunday school was the church educating those kids in need that didn't have proper education, that maybe didn't have parents or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was literally not, I'm sure they used the Bible, but it was how to read and how well, to write. that was the textbook they had. I mean, that was the book. If you're going to learn to read something, you got the book that everybody right. had. But then the government gets involved, and that's where things go awry. Well, what I don't right. get is I know there'll be, there'll be the naysayers. They're like, Scott, Scott Beeson, Amy Beth, Allison, I don't want to hear it from you or Sky or any of you. Um, we don't we don't need all that religion stuff. And, and my question would be, what would be so bad about it? I mean, if look you, at where we are right you, now. If you don't believe yeah. in God at all, would society really be worse off if if more people did? If you think it's all hocus pocus, you know, made up, nothing, it's all mythology, Scott. So, okay, so you don't think it's real. Would we really be worse off if we were following its guidelines? Because all this humanism stuff, what you were saying in the schools, you know, be kind and you were truthful this week. All those are values that line up with Christianity. So what we do is we just want to throw God out. But we'll take those rules that make will make my life better. I'm better. I like those. I don't want you to lie to me. I don't want you to steal from me. I don't want you to beat me up. I don't want. I want us all to be kind. But I really want to do some depraved things. So those I'm going to keep. So we want a godless utopia. We yes, where everybody's Which will sweet, never work. where everybody's sweet and kind and acts yes, very Jesus-like, except yes. he doesn't tell me to. Not chase after boys. Let's go to Texas Sunshine, please. <laughs> Texas, welcome to the program. Oh, my golly gee. Hang on. Let me take you off speaker. <laughs> oh, Sorry you I surprised you, Texas. No, 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 no. I've been waiting patiently. You yes, guys ma'am. have got a retired library media specialist, elementary educator fired up. So, but yes, I'm ma'am. Keep sweet. I'll just wait. No, hang on a minute. Okay. okay, I'm only 65, and I'm happy, but remember the song, Reading and Writing and arithmetic all to the tune of a hickory stick? Yes. Okay, well, if we had some hickory sticks back in our schools, and my county has corporal punishment, but they're scared to use it because Correct. it's like, Woo! we're going to get sued. Well, that's their problem. Okay, moving on. Let me find where I started these notes. Okay. Religion in public schools. Mm-hmm. Okay. My kids would ask me religious questions. And my teachers, my fellow coworkers, used to always say, how do you do it? How do you, why, how can you talk to these kids? And I told them the bare fact. As long as I recognize the five major world religions, and then addressed my kids' questions, our kids' questions, I was I was good. They didn't come after me. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm about to go back into the school system, and maybe they'll come after me. But um, it's just the kindness and da-da-da-da-da-da in the Bible. It's in the school system. It's just our wonderful, oh, our wonderful society right now in the United States. 
they don't want to recognize that it's in the school system. That's, I, that's all I'm going to say. Wait a minute. Here, let me see. Oh, Dewey Decimal System. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dewey Decimal is absolutely wonderful, and Mr. Dewey was until if you're in an elementary school system, don't go down to the <laughs> thousandth of a when you're putting books <laughs> right. on the shelf because it's just not going to happen. Thank you. So, does Very anybody good. have a comment to my comment? I would, but we're running out of time. But you are welcome to stay, Texas Sunshine. Because the longer you stay, well, that means I have to make Red Top wait longer, and he'll just be more angry. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll have to go to a call at 10.07, so it's like, you know. we got to take a break. Thing. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We'll be back. Welcome back to the program, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We're going to get to your phone calls as fast as we can because we have a guest coming up. Texas Sunshine, I don't know if you're still there. My comment was, my only comment was, I hate that you had to say as long as I as long as I mention the world's five religions I can answer a religious question cause I'm I just feel pretty sure if George Washington had been a public school teacher and he was asked about it he probably wouldn't have said well let me make sure I reference Islam and Hindu and uh, what's the other one Buddha and, and everybody before I answer this question that's just that's one of those things where we've been taught to be subservient to the federal courts who laid out your guidelines for how to be able to answer your question. Are you there? I am here. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. You don't know how long I was in the public school system, and I'm not being ugly. It's just life in the fast lane for the last, I mean, we can't undo what's going on in our country, and I couldn't undo it uh, 20 years No, you couldn't. I'm, I was actually agreeing with you, Texas Sunshine. I, I was saying it was unfortunate that you have to <laughs> jump those hurdles, which you did accurately and correctly. It's just unfortunate that those hurdles were put in your in your way. Well, and it's just like with Jehovah, you know, which, I mean, if you're Jehovah, you're Jehovah, but, you know, kids would ask, why are they not doing the Christmas stuff we're doing? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, because their parents want them to do a different color sheet while we're singing Christmas songs they're not right. supposed to be listening to. So, no, I love life, and I love you guys. And Red Top, I can't wait to meet you. So when are you guys planning this gathering down here? Well, we're hoping to come down in the summer, just a few weeks away. Okay. All right, I'm going to let Red Top get on now because I love him dearly. Yes, ma'am, we do too. Thanks, Texas Sunshine. Red Top, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening, and I I genuinely hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. We're getting a little rain here in Montgomery, and uh, it's uh, a pleasant. It's been a very awesome spring weather-wise, but it's about to get hot as hell, guys. Yeah, you got that right because it was like 85 or something in my house. I would love to meet you too, Uh, but I'm I'm, not. I'm a fierce warrior, so I hope you're ready. Um, oh, I've got an echo, guys, and it ain't me, it's you. Okay. Right, doesn't bother me. I'm a musician. I've been, uh, I got a studio. I got, I pay a thousand dollars for echo in my damn studio. Uh, so anyway, this is this is a ridiculous, numbstoic conversation. Five world religions. There's a thousand world religions, guys. Oh, that, you make a great point. Wait, 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 Red Top, Red Top. We're on the same page. I'm for I'm for discussing one. 
It's kind of like languages where we're going to we're going to help in school if you're in one of these top two or three languages. But if you speak one of these, the 51st one, we don't care. So yeah, we really see, don't care. You guys need to go back and read the Constitution. Religion yep. supposed to be left out of our government, sir. Uh, this is why we're having tons of conflicts. You uh, think? Yes, yes. And uh, what would Jesus do? Would Jesus go to Caesar to straighten his moral problems out? I'm sorry, Jesus was a hell of a lot smarter than that, guys. Why are you? Yeah, um, so when Jesus comes back, do you think he's going to care what Caesar says, or is he just going to set the rules and will probably do it his way? Um, you know, Jesus wasn't treated real good the first time he was here, was he? Not no, he was not. Have you given him a good reason for coming back yet? Uh, I don't think what I do makes him decide whether he comes back or not. <laughs> okay, well... I'm Catholic. I study theology a lot. You guys need to study a lot of religion. But if you want to talk, if you want your your children to be religious, don't send them to public school. That's not the government's job. If you want the government teaching your kids morals, that's where we are right now. Red top. So I totally agree with you. Mark well, it down. The and then you guys, you guys are falling into the trap. All you talk about is transgender stuff and all that. That is so insignificant. What is the What is the percent of the population that may be gay at the most? Uh, Generation Z says they're twenty percent. No, no. That's what they say, Red Top. I'm sorry. I read the news. I see the polling, and it's up to them to say it. They get to decide. If you're stupid enough to believe that, you are just plain damn stupid. Yeah. Well. You just got to go with what they say, Red Top. Alabama Unfiltered Radio, we'll be back. Welcome back to the program, everybody. Alabama Unfiltered Radio with Scott Beeson. Abs is here. Al is here. Sky is here. Everybody has a, like a one, one, what is it called? Consonant? One syllable. One syllable name except me. So, it's fine. That makes you extra special. I know. It really, it really does. For those of you who want real news, because it's important, um, the Telegraph has said that half of America's banks are potentially insolvent. Happy Monday! Happy Monday to you! The um, the good thing is, this is written by Ambrose Evans Pritchard, uh, Rothschild for the 14th, from, uh, but, um, yeah, we're hosed when it comes to fiscal policy in this country. But and we'll dig into that later, but let's get to your phone calls. We've got a guest coming up. We're going to try to get through those. Jason has been wonderfully patient. Jason, welcome to the program. Thank you for listening. Hey, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Jason. How are you, buddy? I'm good. How y'all doing? Good. good. Hey, I'm, I'm a quick comment. It's, it's, a lot's been said since I've been waiting, but what I will say, I try to make it quick as possible. What I will say is if the founding fathers really believed that this country should only be uh, based on Christian values, I believe they would have put that in the Constitution explicitly as opposed to just saying freedom of religion. Um, and as far as schools are concerned, schools are, as Red Top mentioned, they're government, they're extensions of the government, basically. Mm -hmm. So I don't think there's any place for religion in those spaces. But in addition to that, more than Christians pay taxes to support public schools. So Correct. posting whatever you want because that's what you believe in the public mm -hmm. space like that. I think it's, I, it's just wrong on so many levels. If you want your children to believe in God, you teach them at home. 
If you want your children mm-hmm. to get a Christian education, you send them to a private Christian uh, uh, place of education or school if you want to. But to impose that on every child that goes to a school is not right. Not to mention, not every Christian believes the way you believe either. So I personally am a believer, but I wouldn't want anybody in a school, Christian or otherwise, telling my children what the Bible says. Because not everybody coming from the Bible is doing okay, it the so right way. Let me ask way. a question real quick, real quick. Do you believe... Or maybe maybe there's a compromise area there somewhere. But do you believe that the public schools, the public arena, has moved beyond some sort of what we thought we were creating, some sort of neutrality to anti-Christian or anti-God? Because we are allowing them, well, in my opinion, we're allowing the public schools to be anti-God when we thought we were being neutral. So would you agree or disagree with that? I'm not I'm not sure if they're anti-God in a general sense. However, we live in a secular world, a secular country, and schools are filled with people from all over, children from mm-hmm. various backgrounds. So you don't, it's, public schools don't get to choose the children that come to them. They have to service them how they come. And those kids do, you, do you believe, Jason, that... Now, now look, I, I don't disagree that that is where we are. But I would say that we got there because Americans allowed it to get there. Maybe that was the strategy. Maybe that's what we wanted to do. But we were solidly a Christian nation, surprisingly so. Even Supreme Court rulings... We're like, hey, look, this is a Christian nation actually ruling against people who tried to claim, well, I have this religious belief from somewhere else, ruled against them and said, well, that's great, that's wonderful, but America is a Christian nation with Christian values, and you will adhere to those values. And that was as late as 1890-something. So somewhere along the line, we got to what you think and what I have thought most of my life about this secular, all religions are the same, Uh, the founders would have mentioned other things. I'm just saying that we should at least consider that we might have been told a fib over the last hundred years about the founding and about the first hundred years of the country. That's all I'm asking people to consider. What I would say is there are a lot of people, specifically on the right, that talk about Supreme Court justice being... um, um, like basically going by the word of the Constitution. T- mm-hmm. Contextualist, textualist, whatever they want to call them. I can't remember the word for it. Mm-hmm. But they go verbatim. You read the Constitution and you, you go on its plain meaning. Mm-hmm. So regardless of what, what some have decided, the plain reading of the Constitution does not cite Christianity. Not, not a single solitary time. It cites freedom of religion, mm-hmm. which religion can be anything. And if you... Mm-hmm. Would, would, would it be surprising if I said that the founding generation considered freedom of religion, freedom between the denominations of Christianity? Even if you go with that line Because they believed there was one true religion and that they didn't want conflict between the denominations. Well, well, two things. One is, even if you go with that argument, everybody Mm -hmm. believes differently. So denominations are going to disagree either way. So Mm -hmm. you could have one that won't stay in the school and one that doesn't. But secondly... 
the founders also didn't classify black people, black Americans, as people, as human, as being no, endowed Jason. with the rights. Jason, no, they true. actually did. I mean, no. there's a whole debate about what three-fifths was and, and all that kind of stuff. I get you, but are, are we going to say that since they were wrong on slavery, they were wrong on everything else? No. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm okay. saying is, there's, it, it, I guess... The, the issue is that these, the founders are held up as some myth, mythological group of divinely benevolent men, white men, that somehow came together and miraculously created the, the country as we know it. And, and the fact of the matter is, there are a lot of inconsistencies, but even if you look a, apart from those inconsistencies, mm-hmm. in the Constitution, they don't cite the thing you say you want to happen. They don't make but, that happen. But Jason... Jason, and I got to go in just a second. There were one of the reasons that there was a debate about the Bill of Rights. Half of the founders thought we don't need a Bill of Rights. Everybody knows these things. It would be stupid for us to talk about these things. Everybody knows you have a right to be armed. Everybody knows you have a freedom of religion. Everybody knows we're for freedom of the press. Everybody knows you shouldn't have unreasonable search, search and seizure. Everybody knows these. My, my, what, what I lament the founding fathers was that the Bill of Rights wasn't longer because there were so many things that they believed everybody knows that we don't know today. We hold so these they actually truths to be missed a lot of it. Yes. Yeah, they thought they were self-evident. They thought we don't even have to talk about this. So I would just say that consider, Jason, that maybe we've been lied to a little more than just who killed JFK whether or not Donald Trump was a Russian agent, whether or not mRNA vaccines are good for you, um, whether or not the Civil War was all about slavery. I would just say maybe we've been lied to a little bit more, and maybe we're indoctrinated a little more than we think we are. Jason, I got a roll, buddy. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. I definitely respect your comments. Let's go to Gray Ryder. Gray Ryder, welcome to the program. Thanks for listening. Well, thank you. I appreciate you taking my call. First yes, off, sir. uh... I thought I was the only one that called her abs in my head. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed reading Amy Beth Shaver's stuff in 1819. And uh, I enjoyed really listening to all the ladies on the thing. So I guess I have to uh, bring you in on their coattails and say, yeah, I guess you're all right, too. I'm, I'm fair enough. One. They, they are the flagships, and I'm just a little, like, I don't I do know, have a little supply ship in the back. That's fine with me. <laughs> yeah, I like to say, I do have one concern about you, though. Did, did you ever play football in school? Uh, I quit playing football in ninth grade, I think. I was a basketball player. So you, well, even in basketball, so you do have a track record of chasing boys. <laughs> <laughs> and they were way faster than good. me, so I, yeah, exactly right. Really okay, uh, <laughs> Fair I didn't enough. have a whole lot to talk about, but just listening to Jason, I, I have to agree with you on the fact that, yeah, the founding fathers, I mean, talking about a Christian uh, country, there was something that probably never crossed their minds because it was just, it was just everywhere. It was just, it permeated the society. There was no argument about that. So that, that was something that they didn't feel they needed to, and I'm like, you yeah, I wish they had, but they did not feel the need to have to elaborate on it. Yeah, and it's I what think, Scott uh, said. Scott said, just, you know, these things were self-evident. Yes. And I think, that, like I said, the biggest problem with our society now is we've gone too far taking God out of everything, whether you believe or not believe, uh, and you don't whether you like the Bible or not. If you don't want to take it at face value, at least take it as the fact it's three thousand years or more of 
human existence and wisdom condensed down. These things work because they've worked for thousands of years. So why throw it out and try something new just because you want to? It I was, mean, you got to do freedom, it with a grain of salt. It was freedom of religion, not necessarily freedom from ever hearing about religion or God. Correct. That's but it'll make you be a Baptist. Freedom of religion. Even though you probably yeah, should be a was, Southern Baptist. Yeah, the freedom the, the freedom of religion, that was freedom of religion from government. Thank you. The government was not supposed to stand there and tell and preach or have their own government religion. On a particular religion. Well, they, right. wouldn't make, they wouldn't make you be Anglican. Right. That was we why we got away from the whole thing. That's, yeah. that's what it was. And if you weren't, you, you, weren't you, you, you weren't part of society. Exactly, Gray Rider. Exactly. So I, I'll leave that with you. Y'all are talking about it a lot better than I can, but I appreciate listening to y'all. And so just keep it going. And uh, uh, Sky, he's awesome. So let him play his bumper music, man. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Rock Thank on, Gray Rider. Appreciate Ryder. you, Gray Rider. Rolling through as fast as we can because we've got Laura Clark coming up, and you don't want to miss it. You do not want to miss what Laura Clark's talking about. Let's go to Urbanite. Urbanite, welcome to the program. Hey, how we doing, gentlemen? Oh, uh, we're doing fantastic. I hope you're doing well. Well, this is the thing. You know, religion faded way to something called uh, manners. And one of the things that tied most civilized societies together was the code of ethics and manners, which, of course led in the law. Do you agree? I, I would agree that, yes, I uh, mean, religion it, it, brings morality. Morality requires ethics and manners. Yes. Right. And manners does not require a particular religion. Now, it requires a sense of hypocrisy on some religious behalf. Uh, like, you know, I know they were saying that uh, King Charles had a Jewish friend stay over in the house because the guy had to walk because they weren't allowed to be, I guess, be in vehicles on their sevens or whatever. Um, I mean, that that's just anecdotal evidence. Uh, I think about Queen Victoria, who had the black ward. Uh, uh, she allowed one of her captains to adopt a black girl whose parents were killed okay. uh, during during some revolution, one of them revolutions in one of those countries. But, and, and, you know, we think about manners. And what are manners? And, and, you know, that's what used to make cities so great. Those people in cities were full of manners, even New York. You know, we're the a only, long time ago, Urbanite. <laughs> what I'm saying is we're the only country that celebrates the, the, lower, the lower way of doing things. Most countries have always subscribed to the highway. Like when you take a language in school, you don't learn lower middle class values. You learn middle and upper class values through through the language. Um, anybody who's ever taken a language in, in school knows that you don't, you're not learning the the street. You can pick up the street if you go visit the place, but you don't learn the street in school. You learn how the middle class and the upper middle class behave. Well, we, we should teach Urban Out, and I got a row. Got one more call. Um, we should teach the the how to be better, and we should have people to strive to be better. I agree with you completely. Let's go to Bill. Bill, welcome to the program. Only have a little bit. Hey guys, yeah, you know when I die, I don't want to be known as being religious. Religion has killed millions and millions and millions of people. I want to be known as a follower of Christ. I want to be known as a Christian. I don't I'll know how y'all that. feel yes, about sir. that. But what I actually wanted to ask y'all was, do you think there's a little bit of psyops going on in our society today? 
We see all these shootings, and there was one over the weekend in Texas. Mm. Like my there's Why definitely, there there's definitely, in my opinion, some some management of affairs to herd us in the right directions. How's that? Well, I'm just curious. It's like crime is on a rampage right now, and nothing's being done about it. Well, it's because eventually we'll all be screaming and begging for the government to crack down and straighten it out and make us safe, and they will be more than happy to do so. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate you. Alabama Unfiltered Radio. We'll be back. Welcome back to the program, everybody. I, you know what? I, I actually ate a piece of fruit this morning. You know I what? I think that's what the problem what is. What did you eat? An apple? An apple. Of course Granny you did. Smith apple. All right, look. Before we go to Laura Clark, who's patiently waited, and who, by the way, is a rock star, and is going to update us on what's going on in Prattville mm-hmm. with the school books and the mm-hmm. delightful material but we, that has but been... But in Prattville, they're not teaching any biblical stuff. Uh, well, right. here's the question. Because we don't want to hack off any of the five Before world's Before we go religions. to Laura, here uh-huh. is my question okay. for the morning discussion. We are saying that the books that they have found in the library, in the city library, it is my understanding, she'll correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. Laura is a former, she is an attorney, but is a stay-at-home mom. She is a rock star for Mama Beer Monday. And parents are outraged by the books that they have found in the library. Foundationally speaking, how do we know that any of that is wrong? On what basis? All right, let's go to Laura. Oh, very good. Next, we have Laura Clark up on this, uh, what did y'all call it? The ladies have deemed this a Mama Bear Monday. And uh, Laura Clark is with us. She's, um, there's a little bit of a, a kerfuffle in the Prattville City Library. Is that right? Laura, welcome to the program. Hey, guys, I love the idea of Mama Bear Monday. All about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know what? We need more Mama Bears. I, I've almost given up on the guys. The guys have been taught for so long that we're dumb. We really don't need to weigh in. If we say something, we're mansplaining. So it's really up to the women to, to save the country, it looks like, or at least save our communities. And it sounds like you are doing some yeoman's work. Uh, down there in Prattville. So tell us what's going on, what happened, and a lot of our folks in the River Region probably should pay a little attention to this. Yeah, okay, so this is some pretty disturbing stuff. So the little the little town of Prattville, about 30 minutes outside of Montgomery, it's a pretty conservative town. I used to, when I was practicing law full-time, you know, I was in the judges' chambers, and they were, like, making jokes about Democrats and Senate. So, I mean, this is how conservative the town it is. Um, anyway, so it came to our attention that they have 86 LGBT, LGBTQ books in the children's wing, just, just in the children's wing of the library. And this is the, the city library, so taxpayer funded. Um, and it, it was so crazy because we found out, because a mom that was homeschooling her kid took her kid to the library and they were looking for a book on pronouns. Just normal grammar pronoun and it was they were in the section with like adverbs adjectives nouns all of that and they take the book on pronouns so they go home and the child reads it it comes down and says hey mom did you know you have to ask somebody their pronouns <laughs> and, and she's like are you are you serious <laughs> this is crazy um, and that prompted this massive search mm. and let me tell you i got in this so fight sad. a little bit later 
But the group of moms that started into this, they did hours of research. I mean, these 86 books are not just books with like gay or lesbian characters. That's not a thing. These are straight up indoctrination from things like toddler board books called Bye Bye Binary. This is stuff I would read, like this is age level appropriate for my two year old. And then up to like young adult fiction. There's one book that I see personally that is geared towards young, like upper elementary, so eight to 10 year olds. And it has explicit scenes between two boys, sexual in nature, using the F word, I mean, explicit. This is for elementary. Mm. Just, just to weigh in on what Ab said a few moments ago. How do, how do we know this is wrong? Because clearly, the folks who support this think think this is the greatest thing ever, or they wouldn't have it in the in the libraries. And they wrote these books for a purpose. But if I say it's wrong, Laura. I'm being a right-wing Christian zealot forcing my religion on people. But the folks who want to teach this to our children, they're A-OK because they're secular. There's no no yeah. religion here. Well, you dang skip They have the higher grasp of morality, right? That's right. They are the, the moral, virtuous people, and we are knuckle-dragging troglodytes stuck in our religion. And I was going to say you know, something about guns. <laughs> We're just dragging our guns behind us and clinging to them. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I uh, that was actually a point that the board made. We, we met with the library board on Thursday, and that was something that they kind of brought up, and they felt like this was part of inclusivity. But I would argue that at some point we go a little too far. For instance, would you really want to read your child, your... I mean, I've got a two-year-old boy. You know, would I want to read him a book on why suicide is the cool thing to do? No. And I'll tell you that that's the same thing because we have studies after studies now showing... There's a massive one that just came out recently. Um, Daily Wire did a cover of it. But these studies are showing that suicidal ideations are higher in transgender youth. And they're even higher than that after they transition. So there, there's nothing that's redeeming about this. Medically speaking, morally speaking, there's not any actual good that comes out of it. So I mean, I, I would say to your question, what makes it wrong? I think everybody with a brain you can say, you know what? I don't think that our children should be reading a book on how to murder people. It's about the same. Laura, what what can people do? What's coming up in the community that 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 if people in the River Region, even in the Birmingham area, want to show up and support and let um, the community know that this is outrageous? What can be done? Yeah. Um, okay. So if you can write the Prattville City Council, if you can write the Prattville Library Board, if you can write the uh, uh, the library staff and tell them this is not okay. Ask for a policy shift. The issue is their policy. Um, not the, not necessarily just the 86 books, but they're going to continue to add them because they, they chose this, right? Like, they chose it. Nobody asked for these books. They picked these books. So ask for a policy shift. Um, 
of if you're, you know, number one, we don't want these in our library, but number two, if you're going to do it, at least put it in a shelf that's labeled for LGBTQ and not in the children's section. If they're supposed to read this to their kids, you know, whatever, but I mean, I guess, I don't think it's good for them, but um, if, you, if you really feel like strongly that this is what you want to read your kids, either buy it yourself or go check it out yourself, but don't let children be able to check it out. And then number two, um, come, come to the city council meeting. You know, um, there, there's going to be one soon, uh, and I, you know, I would encourage them to come to that. Thank you so much uh, for joining us on this episode of Alabama Unfiltered.